Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in Sunday, San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We've been sharing a powerful message with you that I pray is being a blessing to you. That's called being imitators of Christ. God's got something that he wants all of his children to do. He wants all of us to be imitators of Christ. All of God's children, after being born again, are to be imitators of God and live the life that Jesus did. Since our being imitators of God is what God wants us to do, then being imitators of God ought to be what we all should do. And being imitators of Christ is how we do what it is that God wants us to do. We ought to purpose with everything in us to do everything we can do to be imitators of Christ like the Father wants us to do. Each and every one of us who have been blessed to be born again ought to purpose in ourselves that our lives will represent and demonstrate everything that God wants our lives to represent and demonstrate so that we can demonstrate to everybody in this world that it's the life lived in Christ that's the life that should be lived by them too. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Reality is gone. Are you listening to me up in here? They're actors. They're B actors, bad actors. That's what the B stand for. Praise God. And we even worse because we sitting there looking at this stupid stuff. How in the world can a Cardassian become rich? Because there's a bunch of stupid people that keep trying to make them seem like they're important. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. I'm teaching real good up in here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Put it down if you say you're free. Quit doing it. Praise God. Put it down and don't put it off. Don't wait till tomorrow. Do it today. While the word of the Lord is still on you today. Hallelujah. I said that word power in the sense of ability means privilege. But subjectively, I told you it means capacity, competency, and freedom. Because the moment that God sets you free, you are now free indeed to be able to live this thing out like you're supposed to. Objectively, I like this. Objectively, it means mastery. Mastery. God gave you the power to become a master at being a son of God. He gave you the mastery. That means along with the privilege to be sons of God, we've been given the ability to become masters at being the son of God. We got the privilege to be masters at being a son of God. We we can be I sounded like a master, didn't I? Praise God. We become masters at being a son of God. Which means we ain't no poop butt, baby. We can be good at this thing. We can be good at being sons of God. Are you listening to me? Do it effortlessly. That's what God wants for me and you. And since God is good and, 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 and we sons of God and we're supposed to be being like him, then we can be good at being good. You can be good at being good. It don't have to be hard for you. You can be a master at being good. Such a way as you handle it with no problem. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. When you play chess with somebody that's a master at it, 
You down in two moves, baby. You, you, you gone after two moves. They like move one move, and then you move, and then they move another move. They say checkmate. You through. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. You ain't got to go through a lot of motion and stuff like that. I'm teaching real good right now, which means you ain't going to have to do a lot of motion to live out this Christian life. You can do it just as smooth and just as easy and just no problem free. That's the way God gave it to thee. Are you listening to me up here? So when people say that it's hard to be a Christian, no, it ain't hard to be a Christian. You're not when he made you a master of this thing. Are you listening to me up in here? Concretely, it means I like this one the most. Token of control and superhuman. Token of control and superhuman. Da, 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 da. In other words, when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we were given the privilege to be sons of God, which includes a token of control to be able to control ourselves in such a way that we can actually act like we're sons of God. See, the way this thing works is this. The original man, Adam, praise God, the one that God first made, the one he made in the image and after his likeness, praise God. He walked in this level of control. He had dominion over the world in which he lived in, and nothing controlled him. He was only subject to God. That's the only person that he submitted himself to. Anybody else didn't tell him nothing. He was in the one in control because he had dominion and authority in this world. He was the one that had control in this world. And anything get out of line, he put it back in line because he had the ability to subdue everything that was in this world. But he relinquished control to, 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 to Satan by doing something outside of what God told him to do. God told him, do not partake of the tree that's in the middle of the Garden of Eden, because if he do it, then he shall surely die. Ain't no doubt about it. You about to die, Joe, if you do something other than what I told you to. Are you listening to me up in here? Well, 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 he did it. I can give you all kind of reasons, theological reasons for why he did it. We ain't got time for all that. He was stupid. That's what, praise God, that's pretty what it boiled down to. Because it's stupid to do the outside of the clear, known will of God. When he told you you're going to die when it happens. That's, that's just foolishness going to seed. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. And I know a lot of people say, man, I can't wait to get to heaven. So I'm going to tell Adam all about himself. Excuse me, excuse me. You did the same thing too. Praise God. Hallelujah. All we're going to do is give him a high five and say we all saved. Praise God. Where Jesus so I can bow at his feet. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because he the one saved me from stupid defeat. Praise God. Amen. Anyway, anyway. Point I'm raising is that he relinquished control from that point forward. But that was the first Adam. But then there was another Adam that came up after him. His name is Jesus. What's his name? Jesus. Oh, yes, it is. Come on, say that name again. What's his name? Jesus. Woo, I love that name. There was a second Adam that came along, and he came back and snatched the keys of death, hell, and the grave from the devil. Took control from him. Praise God. And the Bible teaches us that he now comes to give it back to me and you. He said, now that you become a son of God and you've been reborn again, I'm going to give you a second chance. I'm going to give you an element of control so that you can be able to have control over your life, control over yourself, control over what you didn't have control over before. Well, previously, you couldn't stop doing what you was doing. You couldn't do what God wanted you to do because you didn't have control of yourself like you ought to. But the moment I said the moment you became sons of God, he gave you control back to your life. That's shouting ground on me, praise God. He, you might never been in, out of control. I, I was probably the only one I, that was out of control. So, so, so you, don't, you can't even feel a brother up in here while I'm talking to you about this thing called control. Are you listening to me? Whereas you don't have to pick up nothing that's sitting there looking at you. Praise God. And you got to pick it up because that's what you do. Where you just can't not go places where people want you to. Because even when they just offer you, you just say, well, you know, uh, yeah, okay. And that's what we go do. Praise God. You ain't never been there, have you? Whereas you was totally out of control of your life. But then somebody come back and give you control over your life. 
Whereas you can now say no to the things that you wanted to say no to before. But we don't talk that way. Come on, give it to me, hood, y'all. We can say, no, I ain't doing that no more. I ain't going there no more. I ain't saying that no more. I don't have to cuss you out no more because I got control like I used to do. I ain't got to slap your teeth down your throat like I used to try to do. Praise God. Because now I got control over myself and I don't have to get upset and irritated every time somebody look at me like they ain't supposed to. I ain't got to cut nobody. Y'all don't know nothing about none of this. Praise God. Every time somebody look like they might be able to take me down, I take them down before they do. Cut them so fast they didn't even know they was cut until they looked up and see the blood was actually coming from them. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. And if they was too big, click, click. You know what I'm talking about. Praise God. I ain't got to go there no more. Praise God. Now I got control. I can talk to people that don't, dis- that don't agree with me without want to punch them in the middle of their face like I used to. Praise God. I can be in control now. I can be a master at this too, praise God. To be good at it, just to be sitting there looking at people and smiling and laughing when I already know you've been talking about me and my mama too, praise God. I just keep on smiling and say amen and live like a Christian ought to in control of itself. That might not mean nothing to you. That's why the next part of it says and superhuman. Because we get a chance to live this thing out as a superhuman as a result of becoming sons of God. The word super by definition means greater than, more than, greater than, more than, which means that we had a chance to be able to be greater than a human. That's what he's saying. So before you get ready to go put you on some tights and blue tights and stuff like that with an S on your chest and be running around looking like you got no sense. That ain't what I'm talking about. My pastor said I could be a superhuman. Well, that's, come on, Spider-Man. Come on back. Praise God. I'm not talking about that. That's not the superhuman I'm talking about. The word super means greater than and more than, which means you get to get, live your life greater than and more than a human does. Greater than and more than a human does. Can I explain it to you? The word human, praise God, human, is not who God made. The Bible teaches us in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God made man in his image and after his likeness. In fact, no place in the scripture do you see the word human. Why? Because God didn't design you to be a human. God designed you to be a man. A human is less than a man. Because the word hue, the phrase hue, prefix hue in front of the human, the prefix hue means flawed and capable of error. When God designed you, he never made you flawed and capable of error. He made you flawless without error. Are you listening to me? Whereas there was nothing in him that caused him to sin because he had something less in him. He did it because he made a decision that he shouldn't do. Are you listening to me up in here? But there was nothing in him because he was not flawed. He was perfect. And see, that's what God was restoring you to, a place of perfection where there's nothing in you to do something outside of what you ought to do, like a human do. See, humans are flawed and capable of error, which means they just make mistakes. They do stupid stuff. Are you listening to me up in here? Because that's just who they are. But God says, I'm giving you the privilege to become son of God. They'll give you control back to your life so that you don't live like a human does, but you can live like man was designed to live. Man is in control at all times. Human is out of control most of the time. Man lives the way he want to live and is capable of receiving the life that God does give. Human can't do that because human is less than a man. But God wants to make you greater than that man. Are you listening to me up in here? But that's what comes as being a son of God. That's why it's such an insult to watch us be able to live our lives like we humans and like everybody else trying to be like the world. World is full of humans. The church is full of men of God. Y'all now, y'all now, somebody got to hear me up in here. The church is supposed to be a different place. 
where there are people who are superhuman, that they can do things that humans can't do. Humans are out of control. We in control. That's one thing that we can do they can't do. Are you listening to me up in here? We can take control in the middle of a situation rather than being controlled by a super a situation. Dun, 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 dun. We are superhuman. That's why it's such an insult that we operate as mere mortal beings and do what, they do what they do too. That's why we can push away the drink and say, no, thank you. That's not what I do. We can push away that chick that stank and say, no longer is that what I do. We can be able to push away everything else that we don't have to do because we're not superhuman. We don't do what everybody else do. Come on up in here. That's why the brothers up in here can see fine walking by. And don't have to follow it all the way with their rotating head and stuff like that. Praise God. Why? Because they know that that's not what they do. They in control of themselves. And they ain't got to look at everything that bounce and wiggle. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And you ladies are superhuman too. Which means you ain't got to lay down to anybody that compliments you. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Just because they said you fine, all of a sudden now you're giving up your behind. That ain't the way this thing's supposed to be working. Are you listening to me over here? You're supposed to have the ability to say no. Somebody say no. Come on, even if it's just a practice dry run, say no. Amen. We're supposed to be able to say no. Are you listening to me up in here? You ain't like everybody else. You different. You in a class all by yourself. That's why God can say to you without blinking an eye, be ye holy even as I'm holy. Why? Because I gave you the capacity to do it. I gave you the competency to do it. I gave you everything necessary to do it. I gave you the strength and ability to do it. I gave you the everything. I gave you everything necessary. Praise God for you to be able to do it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now you might ask, how can a brother do that? Praise God. You got to go back to verse 10 to be able to figure that out. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, we was in verse 12 where it says, but as many as received him to them, he gave power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Verse 10 tells you one of the things that separates us from them. In fact, verse 10 shows two of the reasons for the difference between us and them. Two of the reasons for the difference between us and them. Let's read it. Verse 10. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came to his own and his own received him not. Verse 10 shows you one of them. Verse 11 shows you the other one. I'll tell you what. The, uh, verse 10 tells you reason number one, which is that they don't know him like we do. See, the world don't know him like we do. That's why it says he, he is in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. They don't know him like we do. Number 11. Verse 11 shows you reason number two is he came to his own and his own received him not. Reason number two is that they haven't received him like we do. Reason number one, they don't know him like we do. Reason number two, they haven't received him like we do. They don't know him. Back to verse 10. He was in the world and the world was made by him, but the world knew him not. That word knew in the Greek is the word genosko, G-I-N-O-S-K-O, genosko, which means to know absolutely, to know absolutely. Absolutely, I like that. See, they kind of know God, but they don't know him like we do. They don't know him absolutely like we do. They kind of know God. Well, yeah, I know God. You know, he's, a, he's a man upstairs. You know, he's, a, you know, he's, he's the big guy up there. Where is God? They, 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 they don't, you know, he's, you know, he's God. You know, yeah, God. They don't know him. Where is God? And see, that's the problem is that they don't know him. But that's the world. 
Can I tell you the sad part? A lot of the church don't know God either. A lot of church don't know that God either. See, it's your knowing God that's going to determine what you're going to do and how you're going to live your life. The truth of the matter is, can I speak the truth of the matter? Y'all, 11 o'clock, I can kind of like talk to y'all. Can I talk to y'all? Praise God. Because I'm going to talk to you anyway. I got the mic. Praise God. So you, might, you might as well listen. Praise God. And that's that. The truth of the matter is your life will never exceed past your knowledge of God. You will never exceed your knowledge of God in terms of how you live your life. Your life is limited by your knowledge of God. The Bible tells us in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, the B part of it, he said, they that know their God, they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits, praise God. To the level of your knowledge of God will be the level of what you can do, which means if you increase your knowledge of God, grace and peace will multiply unto you, and you can be able to do more in life as a result of knowing more about God's life. But if you know little about God, you're trapped in life. You can only go as far as your knowledge of God. That's why you still see people that still trapped to go into clubs every week, multiple times a week. It's because they trapped there. It's because they don't know God like they're supposed to. I'm talking about people that go to church every once in a while, too. Praise God. They, 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 they trapped by their knowledge, their lack of knowledge of who God is. Because of when you know God like you're supposed to, you'll be strong, strong enough to say, no, I ain't going. I don't care if everybody else in work is going. I ain't going. Praise God. Why? Because I'm at another class. I'm at a whole other level. I don't function like that. That's what the world do. That's not what I do. Praise God. I don't have to go out after I get off work and be able to go get a drink to, re- to relax myself. What do you mean relax? The peace of God is already with me. I don't have to. I don't need nothing out of a bottle to relax me. I don't need nothing lined up. You know, to relax me. Come on up in here. I don't have to go lay with somebody I don't even know their last name to be able to relax me. Are you listening to me up in here? No, that, 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 ain't, that ain't what we do. Come on now. And how about this? You don't need a cup of coffee to relax you. Especially at Starbucks at seven, eight dollars a cup. How you relax giving up eight dollars a cup and you still putting a dollar in the offering bucket? What's up with that? <laughs> Leave that alone. Just keep moving on. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're going back to John chapter 1. He said, they that knew their God. He's talking about those ones that knew him. He said, no, absolutely. See, they don't know God like, they, like we do. See, they don't know him absolutely. They kind of know him. They don't have a clear view of who he is. And therefore, they don't conduct themselves like they really are his. And that's us too. A lot of Christians don't have a clear view of who God is. Because if they had a clear view of who God is, it would be easy for them to live like they're his. They don't know God for who he is as God. That's why Satan can deceive them into conducting themselves like there is no God. Making decisions like there is no God. But he can't fool us. We, <clears throat> I said he can't fool us, praise God. He can't fool us because we know who God is. We don't just know him, we trust him. We don't just trust him, we follow him. We don't just follow him, we imitate him. We know exactly how to be able to live this thing out. So you can't fool me, baby. They don't, know what he, they don't know what he thinks about things either. They don't know what God thinks about things either. And anytime you don't know what God thinks about things, then you can be deceived about how to think about things. Are you listening to me up in here? That's why folk even up in pulpits, I'm talking about in pulpits, praise God, is ordaining people to do things that's not living like they're supposed to. Praise God. Living all outside of the life that God had in store for them, but they're still ordaining them to be ministers. It's like, what are you doing? How are they going to represent God when they don't live their life like they're supposed to? What do you, what, what, why? And I know you think I'm going to go straight at homosexuality, but I'm not. Praise God, I'll include it, but I ain't going to just exclude everything else at the result of that. But yeah, they ordaining homosexuals to be, man, how you going to represent a God you don't know? Because if you knew him, you wouldn't be doing that. 
And if you knew what he thought, ain't no way you'd be doing it. You wouldn't even want to be in the, in the pulpit. Are you listening to me? But it don't stop there because it's heterosexual love too. Excuse me, lust. Heterosexual lust too. Because preachers are still laying and playing with everybody other than what they're what they supposed to be. Come on now. Operating with, and laying with people that they did not marry. Men chasing men, Ugh, yuck twice. Women, women, women chasing women. Good God Almighty. Men chasing women, women chasing men, and catching them. <laughs> Y'all don't like this. All of it's wrong. All, all, all of it's wrong. Are you listening to me over here? And God don't promote that foolishness. Man will promote anybody breathing, praise God. Hey Amen. If you can just fill a slot, they'll say, come on here, here. You, if you pray good one time, they say, you got a call on your life. Here, here's the microphone, Pastor God. Here's the keys to the church. Oh, God. But see, God don't play the game that way. God say, no, you got to live holy, baby. You got to do this thing. Y'all getting quiet. You got to do this thing the way I say do. Praise God. If you're going to represent me up in my house, you got to be able to do this thing out. Come on, I teach, I teach a, a ministry school also, praise God, in a ministry school also. And one of the things I teach them is that you got to not just have a message, you got to be the message. Because if your life don't preach what it is that it is that you're trying to preach, shut up and sit down and learn what you're supposed to learn until you lay this thing out like you're supposed to. You're just a good orator. Are you listening to me up in here? You're just a great pretender. Hallelujah. Hey Amen. And to God, you're an offender because you're living out something opposite of what it is that you're saying, which means you're a hypocrite. Praise God. God don't want hypocrites in his pulpit. God want folk that's living this thing out in his pulpit. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. Well, it's not just in the pulpit. It's in the pew too. God said, I wanted you to live this thing out like I want you to do. But you can only do that by knowing what he thinks about a matter. Because when you know what he thinks about a matter, you'll know what you're supposed to think about that matter. Because God's right all the time. Which means if you don't think like he thinks, you're thinking wrong. Because there's only two options, right or wrong. Which means if it don't match what he say, then it's wrong. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But that's why they do what they do. Let me quickly give you an example of some folk that did that too. Praise God and how it is that they conduct themselves outside of what God said. Turn to Romans chapter 1. We're going to come back to John chapter 1. But turn to Romans chapter 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Is anybody getting anything out of this? Romans chapter 1. Let's look at the results of not seeing God or knowing God absolutely like we should. The potential results of not seeing God and knowing God absolutely like we should. Now, Paul, praise God, he's somebody that knew God for real. He understood this thing for real. That's why he would go to great lengths in order to be able to get this message across to people so that people can know who God is and what God is all about, what God did for them and how they're supposed to live it out. That's why he was the writer of most of the epistles, praise God, which teach you how to live out what God already did for you, how to be able to carry this thing out and, and live this thing like he ought to. Because it's nice to know that it's available to you, but it's also important to know how to be able to appropriate it into your life accurately. He said, praise God, in verse 15, so as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you. That I read Rome also. That word, you know, when he told, told them that he's ready to do it, praise God, to preach the gospel. He's talking about the good news of Jesus Christ and what he did for them and what he made available for them, not to mention how to get it working in their lives. Verse 16 says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God. See, that's that power that allowed you to become sons of God. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed with what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning that God really does desire for us to be imitators of Him. I hope that you're seeing that this wonderful opportunity to be like Him is an opportunity that definitely should be taken advantage of by you and me. 
being more and more like he wants all of us to be and do. I don't know about you, but I'm going to do just that. That is, be as much like him as I can be. I hope you make the same decision as me. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just got there at the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship this Friday evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults, ages 18 through 30-ish, who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. The fellowship starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until they go home. H-E-W hanging. Child care is provided at no charge. And VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought that being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.